We are seeing events worldwide that we've never seen before. I don't know of any time that they've told of businesses to shut down and people to stay home. That'd be fine if you were multimillionaires and independently wealthy, but someday somebody's going to wake up and say, hey, we've got to pay our bills. What do we do? Some of you are already saying that. Others have been placed in a position where for years you've lived debt-free. And of course, you're in a more solid position to go forward. But we're all going to have to go forward. I think I can present us some hope. This gives us an opportunity to restructure our lives by God or to check the way that we're currently living to be sure that we are going the right way. It's so easy to forget God, especially in times when everything is going well. It's so easy to forget God. I think each of us do that. We forget. We are probably thinking a little more about God now than we did two weeks ago. So, it's a chance to restructure. I can give you examples from my own life. I feel like God has been getting me ready for this current moment for at least two years. In 2018, I lived in Texas. I had a nice house, a big house. A nice house. It was totally paid for. It still took some money to live there for bills and upkeep, utilities. But it was all paid for, and I was in a solid financial position. I didn't owe anyone anything, so my starting point was pretty good. But even then, God made some changes with me. It came into my heart that I really didn't want to continue to live alone. At one point, I thought maybe I could move to Colorado Springs. Pam Paget lives there, and she's demonstrated to me that she is a godly person and calls on God and follows him. And I want to live around that type of person. So I had this thought that maybe I could move to Colorado Springs and buy a small house and live there where I could have another church member that I could trust living near me. That was point number one. I thought what a shock it would be to everyone if I actually did that because I was so Texas-oriented and lived under the Texas myth and nobody would be able to imagine that I would have moved from Texas. No one who knew me, at least. But that was in my heart. Then some other things happened to really bring this about. I didn't know it was going to happen in the way it happened, but looking back on it, 
it certainly unfolded. I fell in the night at my house in Lubbock. I had a life-threatening experience because I was 80 years old at that time. I was at least five to six feet from the telephone when I fell, broke a hip and broke a hand real badly. I had to try to inch my way to the telephone about a quarter of an inch at a time in the middle of the night. No one was due to come into my house for at least a week, so I would have died there on the floor if I hadn't reached the telephone. And I knew I would die. But I heard from the Holy Spirit, who said to me, you can do this. So I kept trying. It was very hard. I could only move about a quarter of an inch, and then I had to stop. It took four and a half hours to reach the telephone area, but I did reach it. It was The phone was on a table above my head. I pulled on the cord, and the phone fell, as I expected it to do and wanted it to do. The only problem was the receiver squirted across the room, and I never saw it again. But there was a Kindle tablet under the table recharging. If I could get to the Kindle tablet, maybe I could send a message to our church group to send an ambulance because I had no way to even call for an ambulance. It was probably another three feet to the tablet. But I'd heard from God, you can do this. That makes all the difference in the world, hearing from God. This is our starting point in dealing with the future, which we will get to in a few minutes. So I had heard from God, and I believed that what I had heard was from God. You can do this. So I began trying to get to the tablet, which was about another three feet away from me. I did get my hands on the tablet, but I was almost unconscious. I began trying to turn the Kindle tablet on and get to the emails. It was a struggle. I sent out at least three emails because I wasn't sure that I was getting them sent out. Pam Padgett in Colorado Springs got the email. She called the Texas Police Department in Lubbock, Texas, and told them they needed to send an ambulance to my house. Of course, I was rescued. I have no doubt I would have died in that house if I hadn't heard from God what to do. You may be in just as perilous a time at this moment. So... What we need to do in going forward is hear from God. It's very simple. You may have been living the way of the world prior to this coronavirus. You might have a house with a big mortgage. You might have a couple of kids, two or three kids, that you have to support. 
what next? What do you do now? I mean, we've got a mess. What do you do now? I'm not thinking the coronavirus is a mess. I think the economy that's going to result from the coronavirus is going to be the problem. It's very likely that things will be so different when they start telling people they can come out of their houses. What then? Is there anything you need to be doing right now? That's what I'd want to know. Is there anything I need to do differently? That's what I've been asking. That's the prayer I've been saying. Is there anything I need to do differently? And there was one thing that I believe I need to do differently. And I instigated the change on it this morning. How about you? Is there anything that you need to do differently right now? How do you find out? It's really very simple. The first thing to do is we have to get each of our fears under control. There are so many fears. It might even be wise for you to sit down and take a piece of paper and pencil and just list each fear that you can think of that, you're, that you have at the moment. Now I'm assuming that you are born again, that you belong to God as I speak to you. I hope you have experience with God where you can have a level of faith to pray. But even if you haven't in the past had a level of faith to pray, I think I can show you how you can develop that level of faith to pray. Faith always comes from seeing what God has done for other people in the past or reading the Bible and seeing a scripture or hearing directly from God. As I told you, I had a level of faith when I heard you can do this when I was trying to crawl to a telephone when I had fallen at my house. Because I heard that word, I had faith that I could do that. So when you believe, God will help you. You have the faith necessary to pray to God over these fears. I take each one of them. Philippians 4, chapter six, uh, verses 6 and 7 give us a basis. Be careful for nothing. You're careful right now for many things, I suspect. Now, now Paul didn't just say, oh, trust in God, be careful. He didn't say that. He said, in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Take each fear one at a time and talk to God about the fear. 
Pour your heart out before God. That's step number one. After you pray about the fear, it wouldn't surprise me, but what ideas will come to you as you have settled down a little bit. Usually, the Holy Spirit speaks to me when I'm extremely calm and just happen to be walking through the kitchen or something, and I'll have an idea come. How do you know if that idea is from God? This is very important. How do you know if the idea is from God after you pray? James 3.17 tells us the answer to that question. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. I have always found that the plans from God are simple, easy to be entreated, easy to do. They're not usually terribly expensive. Well, I don't think they've ever been terribly expensive when I've had an idea from God. Those are three main characteristics. Also, they're without hypocrisy. If you're planning something and there's a little hypocrisy in it, a little pretense that you don't really believe, but you're play-acting, that tells you that that idea is not from God. The main things are it's simple to do it. It's easy to be entreated. It isn't a big financial burden. You start there. There's a difference between panic and being led by God. At the moment I'm recording this, the house that I lived in in Texas is for sale and has not sold. So the idea was there this morning, should I tell the realtor to accept offers lower than the bottom line which I had given her? Should I, should I accept less money for that house? Is that panic or is that God? Well, first I need to pray. I need to say, God, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to lower the price of that house? What do you want me to do? Then I have to be prepared to go in the way that I believe God is showing me to go. I have to give him time to establish my heart on the matter before I contact the realtor. God has a way to reach us with the plan that he wants us to do. He knows how to reach you and me. We might know how he could, we might not know how he can reach us. I I wouldn't be surprised that we don't know, but you can believe that the God who created the heaven and the earth can reach us. Can't he reach us? He has a way to reach us. If he has to give us a dream, 
if he has to just change our heart on something? Can't he change our heart? He certainly has mine many times. I have been set to go a certain way and even told someone I'm going that way in that direction. And then my heart has been changed. Why? I, I know I can change on a dime and go another direction. I've done it so many times. So all I have to do is commit the problem to God in prayer and then wait on the answer. Don't move by fear or panic. How do you wait on the answer? How do you control that fear and panic? We just pray again. God, I'm scared. Please help me to calm down. Do something with me to calm me down. When you get calm enough, God can, I think, reach you with the answer of the way you need to go. Of If there's anything you need to do right now, in your life. I had one thing that I made a change on this morning. I'll tell you what it was. I did pray about the house in Texas. Do I need to lower the price of the house in Texas? I don't feel I'm established yet on that point. But one thing I did think needed to be done, I have a lot of excess sound equipment. Cables, speakers, amplifiers. There is a website called Audiogon, which we have sold some of the excess sound equipment, but I have a lot more. I had Pam come to my room this morning and I asked her what it was she was currently working on for the ministry. And she told me, and I said, well, we're pretty far ahead, aren't we? And she said, oh, yeah. So there's no urgent thing for the ministry. Now, Pam knows how to present this stuff to Audiogon. Why aren't we selling this stuff? A week ago, I sold a major piece of equipment to a man in Hong Kong. Believe it or not, isn't that amazing? He paid for the shipping, and he arranged for UPS to pick it up, and it's gone now, and we have the money for it. We're just letting that money accumulate in a bank account until we see what to do with the money. But there are several things that we have that need to be listed on Audiogon, and I told Pam this morning, I said, Pam, I want you to stop all those other things you're doing and focus on getting this sound equipment out on Audiogon. Let's sell what we can while we can. See, there's a time for everything. You might be doing one project when you need to be doing another. So let's be led by God on that. Shift gears. Learn to go in priorities. Let God set your priorities and show you which one to focus on. This is not critical for my life to get that money, but you don't want all that excess stuff just sitting around. There are lots of audiophile people in the world who would benefit from this equipment. They want the equipment, they would benefit from the equipment. So why am I sitting here with this equipment in Pam's dining room? Big boxes are in her dining room right now. 
So I took Pam off of the ministry activities that she usually does and put her on this project because I believe this is the time to do this project. So you might be led to shift gears and focus on something else right now. But be led by God. Be led through prayer and letting him calm you down. That's the first step in this thing. Then hopefully each one of us will begin to restructure our lives a little bit from this point on. Don't we get a little sloppy with prayer? Don't we get just a little lax in the situation when it comes to keeping God in our memory, keeping God in our mind, asking him, should we really do this? Is this something you want me to do? Is this the right direction to go? Don't we get sloppy in that? I do. And yet we have this wonderful promise. James 1.5 If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. If anything in the world we need right now during this virus problem and facing the economy that's going to be ahead of us, it's wisdom. It's going to be wisdom from God that we need. We don't need wisdom from CNN telling us what to do. I look at CNN because I, I uh, have an interest in what's going on but I don't usually look at it very long because it gets boring to me in a few minutes and usually um, it doesn't really tell me anything I need. It's just I look at the panic, I look at the situation. I can see governments of men all over the world grasping at straws and telling people things and the consequences are going to be awful, just awful. They may avoid the virus, but they're going to come into economic disaster by doing what they're doing. And I know that. What am I supposed to do? You can't go in the way of the world. We've got to have our wisdom from God. He knows the future. He knows how long we're going to be on this earth. He knows what will work for us. There's an interesting scripture which says, commit your thoughts to the Lord and he will establish, he'll he will give you the desires of your heart. I think that means he'll put his desires for you into your heart. That he will cause you to desire the thing that's best for you in the moment of time. I think that's what that scripture means. I'll have to look up that scripture and I'll print it on our blog for you so you can see it. But you see, this is the direction we have to go. We first have to deal with the fear that we have, every point of fear. Our fears are different. I'm 82 years old. You, at 40, may have children that you're responsible for. Your fear would be totally different from my fear. 
Your needs are totally different from my needs. But the point is, we have the same God, and he knows exactly what to do with us, exactly how to lead us. We have to recognize how to follow him. Now, I've had a lot of experience on following God. And that is basically what I'm speaking to you about now. Redirect your thoughts. Redirect your fears. Set your hope in God. Set out one step at a time. You may be terribly in debt. It's not hopeless. One time I heard from God, one step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough. But you have to know the step to take and take the step. If you're in debt, you could start praying. God, I'm in debt. How do I get out of this mess I'm in? Trust him to show you. And then take action. There may be things that you will need to do. Give you a couple of uh, other examples here today. Years ago, I had this dream where a stagecoach was out of control. It was pulled by four black horses, and they were wildly galloping along toward the direction of a cliff. In the window, a silly-looking woman looked out. She had long Shirley Temple-type curls, and she looked out, and she was grinning. She had no idea she was in a point where she was about to be destroyed. It was shattering. Wake up is what this is saying. This whole virus thing is wake up. Wake up. Consider how you're following God before it's too late. For those of you who can hear this message, the whole thing is turning our life around to really follow God. If you are in debt, then you have to seek God with all your heart on what to do and do it when you're sure it's God leading you, when you have that confidence that it's God leading me, leading us. There's always that point of confidence. This direction that I'm hearing is from God. Go back to the critical point I had. When I was trying to crawl to the telephone, it was excruciating pain. I could only go a quarter of an inch at a time, approximately. A quarter of an inch. And I would almost pass out. But I heard, you can do this. I did do that. And as a result, I didn't die there on the floor. I lived. Because I heard from God. That's the key. Because we hear from God and take the step appropriate to what we've heard. Now, if I had just heard from God, you can do this, and just fallen back on my back and said, and did nothing, that's not the appropriate step. You keep working at what it is. You have to make that word work in your life. These are the steps of what you have to do at this moment in time in this situation 
that this entire world is in. And it will work if you can do it. It's a question if you can do it. If you can turn to God with all your heart, if you can get yourself in a position to hear from God, relaxing and trusting in God, and then if you recognize when God speaks to you by the Holy Spirit and you do that and keep doing it, you'll be on the right highway. And it won't be too late. God's never too late. There is time, but you must act now. Each one of these scriptures will be printed for you on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Go to that blog. On the right-hand side, it says Podcast. Click on Podcast. Bring up this recording. The title is Dealing with the Economic Consequences of Coronavirus. Bring up that recording. You can listen again to the recording if you need to do so. But the important part about this is every scripture is there for you. Every scripture I've spoken today is there for you. Step by step. Where you have a starting point in dealing with this problem. For I think this problem is going to be very mighty after they tell us we can come out of our houses. Again, the blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. This is Joan Boney. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.